0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this
1: juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com Prime to get more out of whatever you're into.
0: Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky.
2: So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills...
0: Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe.
2: Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell
3: with... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Can you say Josh Wigginton? Josh (laughs) Wigginton.
2: Pretty strong. Loved it. One of my faves, that.
0: Well, it's about to go up a notch, Rob. Oh, no, what? Hi, Rob. He's not here with
2: us tonight. (laughs) To this price, is to from price.
0: jessica tams
2: yeah
0: uh this is jacob three who after doing several takes of this is now obsessed by your names and has named several of his brio trains after you this is a real honor and a much deserved one given your podcast cheers me up and therefore makes me a better parent thank you jess there we go
2: it's lovely isn't it what, 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 an, a, honor. what an honor yeah do we, we should go to an unveiling did you have brio as a kid? No, I well, I'd actually, I think I, it's just like wooden trains.
3: Wooden then. trains. I think, I think
2: we had a bit of brio knocking about.
0: It was like the original one, and now I think we've got the knockoff. Now I think we've got the uh, the one that's exactly the same, but not from on kid, brand. The IKEA version. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Josh, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, oh. I'm good actually. Yeah, no, I'm fine. All right, I'm absolutely vibing. Are you? I don't. I think we're the opposite of in sync, aren't we, Rob? I, <laughs>
2: The, the, this 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 double act works because we're completely not on the same page, like the opposite of Ant and Deck. We never know what the other's gonna think. Exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. But I think that's a good thing, because I would neither want anyone to listen to a podcast where we were both at a low.
2: Oh god, yeah. Or
0: worse, one where we we're both at a high. No one wants to hear that.
2: I'll tell you why I'm excited first and then you can tell me why you're not. But basically, I don't really follow politics and all that, but we can all agree Trump's hard work. He's a nightmare. And all the news I've been. Watching, I didn't realise how depressing the news was until I saw like people were happy that Joe Biden won the presidency. And just watching people be happy is so thrilling. It really is. It really. And I was like, is. what's this? What are these guys? What are these guys doing? They're like sort of singing and jumping and happy. What's what is that? Is that a thing that can be achieved? Well, what is that?
0: Do you know what? Not with parenthood.
2: No, but vaccine. There might there be there a might vaccine, Josh.
0: Vaccine. Rob, genuinely. Yeah. It's the best week of news of all time. It feels it's like great. it feels like this week has been my reward for four years. I of... mean,
2: look, let's face it, right? I, people are all going, "Oh, you know, Bill Gates," and "Oh, yeah, Bill Gates." I'd let Bill Gates put his entire hand up my ass if it meant <laughs> I could go to an Arsenal game, get pissed at a Liam Gallagher gig, <laughs> right, and do my tour. I would. I'd let him do whatever he wants to me. I don't care what he puts in me.
0: You've genuinely named three of the roughest crowds in the UK, haven't you? Arsenal, <laughs> oh, that's Liam Gallagher, and home. Rob Beckett. Obviously, for me, I'd like to go to the Natural History Museum, take yeah, yeah. in the Tate Modern, and then do one of my uh, tour shows as well.
2: <laughs> um, Josh, why are you all right? What's up? Uh, so we're trying to get her to do a bit more independent play, Rob. I'm glad you brought this up because at the weekend you texted me and I felt sad for you. Yeah, you you seem very stressed. You can't watch any football. I,
0: I haven't. I genuinely. The last time I watched a football match, Rob Jose Mourinho was the manager of Chelsea. <laughs> Um, but, I, um, so, but we've we've made a lot of progress with independent play. Actually, in the yeah. now, this won't surprise you, Rob. But I was excellent as a child at independent play.
2: Oh, I, I can imagine that you'd get a little thing set up and you're away. You're loving it exactly, and not not
0: just in the situation where I was at home. Even if there was other children about, obviously, yeah. I was the king of independent
2: play. So, are you blaming your wife for the reason why your child? Can't do independent play, is that what you're saying?
0: No, I'm not. I I'm I'm partly You're saying like, she gets it from her. No, I'm I'm more blaming myself for um for trying
2: expectation for, for
0: trying to uh, for always talking to my child so that she does, so because I'm worried that if she's on her own, she's a bit of a loner. Um, oh is
2: it? Do you reckon that's what it is?
0: I think it might be. We've decided to pull back from constantly going we read a thing and it was like, you know, let them play. And I realised
2: I was constantly checking in on her constantly. Oh, right. You were smothering her with sort of options. I, I was smothering her with options. <laughs> only you go five, guys. I don't know what toppings <laughs> I want.
0: The, the analogy I was going to use is uh, when you do your A-levels. We're very different people, Rob.
2: Yeah, I didn't have many options. <laughs> um, oh, what? I can't do them? Cool. Good to know. All right. That's an option, isn't it? Not doing them.
0: Um, so she, we, Yeah, I think we were smothering her with options. So we were like, or is she bad at independent play? And Magali, who runs the nursery, who's uh, like a friend of ours, who runs the nursery, she was like, "No, she's not bad at independent play at all. She does it all the time at nursery." Oh. So, oh. so then you're going, "Who are the bad apples here?" Put your hands up. It's ourselves. <laughs>
2: And it's great you can take it at the chin like that. You're taking responsibility, Josh.
0: Exactly. We've put her up for adoption. She's going to have a better life. No. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. but um, also uh, with the independent play thing, we changed the light in a like the, the lamp in a bedroom to one that mm-hmm. she could turn on this morning. Forty five minutes we could hear her independent playing mate
2: she turned the light on an independent play she
0: turned the light on independent played went in you could see that she'd been putting her teddies under a bed like putting them to bed under a little bed thing she'd got you're
2: like this is
0: this oh, is Oh, that's amazing. so kind
2: she must have woke up and gone oh, i've been asleep all night and they've not got a wink let me tuck them in <laughs> exactly so
0: i was in quite a bad place because you texted me <laughs>
2: Yeah, you 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 sounded because it's four o'clock on like, a Sunday, and I was laying on the sofa, and I had two children independent playing. Even though when they had options, <laughs> they were smothered with options, but was still independent playing.
0: So, I th- is independent playing easier when there's two of them? Because they're codependent oh. playing, I suppose.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not to get too, like, you know, middle-class parented about yeah. it. I don't think this conversation's ever been had, ever. <laughs> Was it codependent? But, yeah, basically, I do think with these 2 it's a nightmare until they can both play with each other, then it's amazing because yeah. you don't have to have people round to play and there's always an option for them. There's, always, there's so many options. Yeah, I, like because they're together, you, they can go off and play. But I will just put the football on and they moan and I'll say... Go away. I'm watching the football. So I don't know if that's what kind of parenting angle that is. Yeah, whereas I'll say, go away.
0: I'm watching the football. I want to see if Roy Hodgson's going to work out as England manager.
2: <laughs> I'm just getting back into this. Yeah. That, yeah I think Gaz has got five more years. He played well in the Scottish Prem. Why, why are the balls so light? But um...
3: <laughs>
2: I mean, niche old football. Uh rules Rob, can we get through
0: that yes, Rob, our, our six, i mean not not to but I, I reckon we've lost 60 percent to 70 percent of our listenership but the other 30 are absolutely fucking loving it
2: that's what i say if you don't do it too much you got you could really like deliver to that 30 exactly. percent, and then you know hopefully the 60 70 is still still with us exactly um
0: yeah so i've had a bit that's that's been the uh the issue this week has been independent play i would love because I, I i'd love to know if other people have had this problem. I'd also, can I just add this addendum that I really don't think I'm not like I've solved it in 48 hours. I think this is going to be a long road. So if anyone's got any tips on independent play, just send emails uh with the subject header, smother them with options and we'll uh we'll we'll delve deeper in this into the weeks to come. Well yeah, but
2: exactly I think I think it's good. You just you need to get watching football again, mate. It makes you happy. It does make it's me good. happy. If it's good for you, it's good for the family. That's why I always say.
0: Rob, do you want um, to hear a low moment, a, a football low moment? A football low moment, go on. Yeah, so this is how I watched the football this weekend. I uh, I, I went on the uh, the exercise bike in the shed. <laughs> yeah. And rather than do one of the, the pre-programmed spin classes, yeah. I decided to do a scenic ride through Costa Rica. <laughs> So yeah. that I could listen to Liverpool versus Man City on my phone while I rode through Costa Rica.
2: Oh my god! You didn't even have it like on your app. On I no, didn't even it have it. I couldn't even see it. Radio, <laughs> <laughs> just the radio. <laughs> like I was, like I was an evacuee. Oh mate, it so was in. You was basically in cyber Costa Rica, but really in your garage in the snail garden. Still a lot of snails. Or are they gone now? All gone. Perfect. Um, really They're tank- independent, playing in heaven now, mate. <laughs> shriveled little bitches
1: gone
2: <laughs> um oh that is pathetic josh really that is but did you it enjoy really that was alone. did i enjoy it um until the Man
0: City equaliser, and then I felt really stressed about it, so I turned off the football commentary. So I was just riding through Costa Rica at but, that
2: point. You, you, support, you don't support Liverpool, though, do you? I would
0: like them to win the Premier League again because
2: I really like Jurgen Klopp. Okay, fair enough. That Yeah, I can understand yeah. he was getting stressed and frustrated in a cyber Costa Rica because Klopp had uh, conceded a goal. That's, that's fine. <laughs> sounds like everything's going well in your life, mate. and it you, you know, You're coping with it all really well. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.
1: This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know, Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com Prime to get more out of whatever you're into.
2: The two-year-old had a complete meltdown going into nursery for no reason. Oh, to hear my. about this. Yeah, me and Lou were both off uh, work that day, so he's going to go for like a little walk. somewhere. as so a drive, go for a walk. There's nothing to do, is there? Anyway, so um, I dropped I dropped her in, and then she was playing a little bit outside the nursery and there's like a little grassy bank and she can't run up it I went well that's too wet she's gonna slip literally she turned around and slipped down it and her bum was all wet right mm. so she got a bit embarrassed that her bum was all wet in front of all the yeah. other kids and it was really which went, I want to change my trousers so I took her behind a car and changed her trousers so she'd have dry ones and she just went mental and then she's just screaming and basically she gets a bit like worked up and stressed and once she like gets a bit embarrassed she just flips and it's sort of like you yeah. can't talk around right and she was going mental mm. and then. There's some new kids that started that nursery, and we're going mad as well. And she was literally for ten minutes. I couldn't. I literally couldn't like oh, peel gosh. her hands off my coat. She's going, no, oh. no, I don't want to go. I want to go home. And it's horrible when they have a tantrum. and They can actually speak because I, I don't want to go here, Daddy. I want to oh, go God. home oh, with oh, you. God. Help me, help me. And I was like, oh. Oh. and I was like, because like, she's been going there for six months fine right and then eventually like and i was like well i don't want to take her home because she'll just get bored after five minutes of calming down she'll be bored and keep saying to me can i go preschool she loves going so eventually i sort of just gave her to like the teachers and they took her and then like i could hear her through the building (laughs) and then i walked back to the car and i'd been about 20 minutes and then it's like a two minute drop off and Lou was like, where you been? I went, well, oh, she, she didn't want to go in actually. And then we had an argument because she had a go at me for being late. And then I went, she didn't want to go in actually. And it was really stressful because she was crying and getting all upset. And then, because I wasn't, I was working the first week she started preschool. Lou went to me, well, that's what she was like every day when she first started. I was like, oh. Hang on, what? what's this? <laughs> just anyway, but they literally phoned us five minutes later and they said, oh, she's calmed down. She's happy. She's playing. But it was just like, you know, we are just sort of floating along, like, do you yeah. know what? I've got this parenting thing sorted. It's, you know, yeah. She goes preschool. She loves it. Ugh. She just lost the plot. And it was horrific. I felt, it made me feel like, like upset. I was in really getting a bit like emotional because when you hear your kid, even though you know they're going to be happy and they love it there, but just when you're like, help me, take me oh, home. Gosh. I was like,
0: oh my God. It was Rob, your Rob, your impression is so
2: accurate <laughs> that it's making me feel anxious. <laughs> Oh, God. Do you know what the best thing in the world is? Hearing a kid cry that sounds a bit like your kid, but it's not your kid in like a shop. Yeah. And You go, like, oh, God, thank God. It's not mine. No, um, that is
0: the best thing yeah, in the world.
2: That was awful. And, and in positive news, it's nativity at primary school. Ooh. Okay. And uh, do you want to know what part Malcolm's got? Go on. Main star Malcolm. Main no star. Way. Mary? I, no. Li- oh, main star. Oh, sorry. Star. The main star. <laughs> No, it wasn't me building it up like an agent. I'm gonna tell her, you, you're gonna be the main star. You're gonna be the main star. But I don't really know what the I don't really know what the parts are anymore. I didn't know there was like the subs- star. There were other stars. Well do you know
0: what, Rob? Do you know bloody what with the bloody PC Brigade? I'm yeah. surprised they're doing a na- bloody nativity at all, hell am yeah, I right?
2: Bloody hell. But um anyway, so she's quite excited about that. Um, so what's the main star? I think the main star. Well, it's a pretty big deal because Well, it's the star they're heading towards, isn't it? Is she gonna be She's got three lines? Is she gonna be suspended? I don't know. I don't think you could hoist them up in the air, can you? They can't hoist like, them up. You know, up, can like they? You know, Peter Pan in Nativity. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> just like flying through the air. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's a number of stars. I know there's a shepherd. I, on the family WhatsApp group, there is a camel number three. So I do think potentially the star is not a bad role. I
0: think that's good. I think that's good. Mm. I think three lines. That is. That's a strong amount of lines in the Nativity because you've got to remember Nativity is probably a maximum of 20 lines yes, overall. And,
2: and Jesus isn't even speaking at that point. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? He's got no lines. She's,
0: she's a big... I, I hate to say it, but she's a bigger deal than Jesus. She's a bigger deal. In this production, she's a bigger deal than Jesus. <laughs> in this production. But I'd say in, in lasting impact on the world, he does win the
2: long-term game. Oh, yeah. Look, that, don't get me wrong. I yeah, I think I, my, my daughter's wonderful, but I, I do think profile-wise... Jesus would win. Would love to get either God or
0: Joseph on the show to discuss what parenting (laughs) him was like. On Friday's episode, would you like me to tell you what happened uh, when I did Play School Nativity?
2: Oh, yes, please. And I I would also like a request of other children in their first nativity gone wrong stories. Yes, nativity gone wrong. Let us know. Um, This is how you can get in touch. Email us, hello, at lockdownparenting.co.uk, or tweet us, at lockdownparents, or Instagram, lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff, P.O. Box 76748, London, E99DW. This week,
0: Rob, we have children's author, Blue Peter presenter, all round, I'm going to say, good parent, I think that's fair to say, It's yeah. Connie Huck.
2: Connie Huck.
0: Connie Huck. Hello.
3: Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good. Well, I say I'm very well, but I'm a bit like, you know, let's set the scene. It's the night after the election results started coming in, isn't it? Yes. I've been up all night. How many hours
0: sleep have you had?
3: I did that thing of going, okay, I'll go to sleep now. And then sort of lying there and then coming back to the real world and thinking, have I slept or not? I don't think I have. And then you look and you think, well, it is an hour later. So maybe I got Five minutes. I don't know. I have no idea how much I slept. But you it's sound a bit a like
2: you've had no sleep, Connie. You feel a bit, you've got that energy of like you've just done yeah. an all-nighter and the tiredness hasn't kicked in yet. So I think we've got you at the perfect point today.
3: No, you're absolutely right. I've got that weird adrenaline thing that you have yeah. when you've been up all night and you're just sort of, yeah, on who knows what juice.
2: So what's the kids set up at home, Connie, then? So like, you know, because you've got children. How many kids you got?
3: I've got two children. They're both boys uh, with boundless energy. I've got lots of grey hair, and they're <laughs> six and eight years old.
2: So young, but not like not too young. So that because I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and the thought of staying up all night to watch the election, but potentially they wake up at five a.m. I just I went straight to sleep. I mean, to be honest with you, even if I did have kids, I wouldn't have stayed up for it. He's not my president, so who gives a shit? Personally, I understand why people care. <laughs>
3: I wasn't intending to. It just happened. Yeah, you just and got I could sleep. And it's just like, it was not of my own volition. It was passive staying up, not active staying up.
0: See, I actively stayed up. So this is to paint a picture of how I'm feeling. Um, and It's the last night before lockdown, and I celebrated by getting drunk on my own. <laughs> Indoors.
2: Are you, Indoors. Are you doing this? Yeah, so I was
0: drinking. I drank eight beers uh, until eight. Till 3
2: a.m. Wow. And then my daughter woke up at 10 to 6. Oh, my Lord. You sound all right. What have you done? Carried on drinking? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've had eight more (laughs) beers. And I'm flying. So, Connie, how how was it this morning, though? Was there a school run that had to be done on no sleep?
3: Oh, yeah. School run had to be done on no sleep. And our school have got... Because of the whole lockdown thing, there's this really confusing PE days thing where on Tuesdays and Fridays, some weeks, you have to send them in in their PE kit and then On other days, it's like Wednesday and Friday. It just keeps switching around. So lockdown quite quickly descended into homeschooling didn't happen after half term. You know, we're getting we were doing lockdown quite seriously in this house. So like all our we hardly actually went out at all, Um, even on our government allotted walks and stuff like that. We were just like. We'll let someone else use the air, the communal air, and we will go without these walks. And so we had everything sort of delivered uh, to us. And I would say that I'm quite, uh, I don't know, I would say I'm quite homebody. And actually, if I'm honest, what I'm saying is I'm a social recluse. We both are. And so it's kind of pretty much life as normal, apart from the fact that the kids were around, which was the worst part of it.
0: (laughs) 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 I had that realization myself when, when they brought the lockdown back or whatever it's called now, the the realization of how little it would actually affect my life, because I haven't got a social life. uh, And because I do all like my working from home, as it is, Mm. I was just like, actually, this is me now I went into lockdown in 2017 when I had a child that's when I went into lockdown
2: yeah well to me personally though I did whenever I had a Saturday off I'd go to the boxing and get absolutely shit-faced and I really missed that that was my that was my outlet that I haven't got back yet but I did it was nice just doing nothing
3: have you all been doing that virtual socializing like zoom quizzes and all of that malarkey
2: I didn't bother I did I loved
0: it I I absolutely love it. I actually think I prefer my friends when I can just turn them off and I'm still on the sofa.
3: I agree. I'm so with you on that. And it's great. You don't need an excuse to not go to things because you can't go to things. So that's good. And then, yeah, you're right. You can just sort of see people... By turning them on and off. You, you've nailed it.
2: Uh, Connie, you were saying that you was like a social recluse and your husband as well. So like, are your kids similar? Are they like like being indoors or are they going, Mum, Dad, let's go out. Let's go and see people. Let's go to the park. Are they, you know, are they similar to you or are they different?
3: No words of a lie. When lockdown was finished, I said to my oldest kid, hey, should we go to the park? And he was like, do we have to? And I was like, what? You haven't, been, you haven't been anywhere for months. How can you be this way? So, yeah, the oldest one is sort of, he's like his dad. He sort of loves doing, he's like, does loves tinkering about on electronic gadgets and will like, I don't know, change the aspect ratio of the TV and do weird stuff like that.
0: That's a classic kids game, changing the aspect
2: ratio of the TV. Oh, 69 all day long. <laughs>
3: Whereas this, this, the other one, the younger one, is sort of like your sort of archetypal little boy, if that's not stereotyping. But he loves, you know, getting out there and he's very sociable. And he's sort of, yeah, standard, classic boy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> classic boy. The sta- classic classic standard boy. Issue. Yeah. So did you not bother with homeschooling at all then?
3: I, I We started it before and then after half term... We were like, I don't know, they just got too feral. I think we should have sort of kept up some form of discipline during half-turn. And, you know, there were days when we'd all just be in our pyjamas. Well, you know, the kids are, yeah, they're both homebodies like us, I guess. I, ever since I had kids, it's rare to find me without an elasticated waistband because I always want to feel like I'm in my pyjamas all day, button fly or whatever, no thanks. Um... But our kids have now got into the habit. Sometimes when we just get in, they'll just get in their pajamas. That's not good, is it? But
0: <laughs> it's, it's cozy, though. I found myself considering buying some tracksuit trousers for the first time yesterday.
3: Do it. You, you so haven't got comfy. any
0: tracksuits? No, I tend to wear shorts around the house. But I saw someone in tracksuit in the street and I was like, and you've
3: got jealous. Do you know
0: what? this 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 might be me now you
3: haven't got a tracksuit yeah
0: i haven't got a tracksuit not
3: one tracksuit It's got tracksuit envy instead i've got
0: huge tracksuit envy yeah Yeah, just go for it yeah i mean i think this is it i think i'm gonna buy a (laughs) tracksuit
2: i can't believe you've gone this long without tracks what kind of life are you living
0: do you know i'm I'm currently wearing jeans around the house that's not comfort that's
2: madness you sound like someone on the gold rush (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's not comfy. Jeans around the house with like flies and the button, and it restricts your stomach. And you, do you ever undo your top button, like when you've eaten a bit much?
2: Josh is in the shape of his life. <laughs> I, d- I just, wear tracksuits. <laughs> that helps. I, I've no, I've never done the. Uh, that's that's the
0: thing. My dad used to do would be undo the top button of the trousers, but. <laughs>
2: I, stout, like, that, that, that
0: sounds like a, a bit very dark. different. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think that save that, that for
0: a special episode. Me and you, Oh, uh, my dad used to do, but I, I've never, I've never eaten enough that I've undone the top button because <laughs> wow. I, I thought that really because I'm not a cartoon. Well, so,
3: like, look, ah. let's just stop. You, you don't own any tracksuits, and you've never undone your top button. Oh
1: my God!
3: <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> you <laughs> are living in a parallel universe, with What's what going on? He's like a robot,
2: Connie, isn't he? Like a little android man,
3: (laughs) humanoid. I'm blown away.
0: This is a weird thing to ask on an interview, but could you just describe what you're wearing at the moment, Connie?
3: (laughs) Oh, Josh. Tretchy bottoms, of course. Tretchy
0: bottoms?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Not only that, they're the free ones that came off some swanky flight where I was flying... Oh, really? Yeah, that class. Yeah, they're free tracks. Can you call them tracks? They're actually pajamas, aren't they? Well, they're 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 not free. Someone spent about
2: five grand on the flight at some point.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but not (laughs) me.
0: So, Connie, I would consider the, your husband as quite... As, I would never consider t- your husband, Charlie Brooker, mm. as a...
3: As a, a tracksuit If suit someone man. said,
0: name a man who would never wear a tracksuit, he would be very high on my list. No,
3: he does. Yeah, he does tracksuits. But, like, when we say tracksuit, we're just talking the bottoms. We're not talking about yeah. a matching ensemble. No, no he's like,
0: right, you're top, not the Royal Tenenbaum. He's running, tenen bound. Yeah, he's we're,
3: running not, topless. we're talking
2: 118, 118. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how, how was you uh, with uh, the, the kids and stuff? Did you find yourself a natural mum or was it something you had to work on a little bit? Did, did, you, did you always want to be a mum?
3: Oh, oh, yeah, I always wanted to be a mum. I always thought I'd have three. I was like, two is just a nuclear family. It's so boring. Three is a dynasty. Three is like a team. And then I had two and I was like, no way. <laughs> 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 Two's company, three's a crowd. So I, but I did always want kids. He didn't want kids, but he hadn't met the right person. And then all that changed.
2: Oh right. So you did you convince him to then, or was it just you got you both come to that agreement when he realized you were the right person, Connie? I
3: just said, I just said, look, I'm not really interested unless I'm going to have kids. And said, so, yeah, you know, and he obviously saw the gene pool that I possess and thought it wouldn't be right. I don't know. Yeah, he just sort of changed his mind.
0: That's because you obviously started, I my I first became aware of you on Blue Peter, and I can't imagine anything worse when I was in my 20s than hosting a TV show I had to deal with kids. Did you love that?
3: Do you know what? Maybe it's because I'm immature or whatever. I don't know. But, like, I'm really... I think I'm quite socially awkward around adults. And I think... I always think, oh, I don't fit in, or they're not interested in what I have to say, or... I don't know. Whereas, I don't know, kids are sort of open-minded, and they're just like... They tell it like it is. They're blunt, and they're... I don't know. I, I quite... I quite like kids, but not all kids. You know, and also when you're filming, you're not really filming with kids. You're just doing it for the kids. But yeah, and yes. like even now, you know, I'm doing kids books. I, you know what it is, right? I really believe that kids are the only way to fix our broken society gang. Because us adults, we're just beyond help. Like I always say, you're shaping in your primary years. By your secondary school, you're done. By your 20s, you're so fixed that by your 30s, you need therapy to undo it all. And like, as adults, we all know that, like that weird thing that Josh does or that strange mannerism that Rob has, you know, that funny is like way he is about, I don't know, sell by dates or whatever it is. We've all got this weird stuff and it all stems from the primary years, like your teachers, your parenting, your environment, that That thing you stumbled upon on TV after hours, or whatever it is, we're all just a product of our upbringing.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I've been thinking a lot about that kind of thing. And I completely agree that that you're so much shaped by your upbringing.
3: Yeah, but it's the primary years, not even secondary. And those values are already set. They're setting now with your kids now. Guys, do the right thing, man. Uh, Because really, you know, it's so easy to sort of. Screw it all up! I shouldn't say that because uh, you know we're all trying our hardest here as parents. But that's why I do think, like you know, I tell Charlie like, "Oh, put that in recycling or do that." Blah blah blah. And it's hard to unlearn a lifetime of what's ingrained in you. Whereas I don't know, yeah. kids, there it will be second nature to them to put that in recycling, just the way it's second nature to us to close a cupboard door if we open it in the kitchen or whatever. So we, I really think kids should be knowing about sort of everything like what your taxes do left and right like the bigger picture climate change politics everything because really you know as any pr company will tell you it's flipping hard to get someone to change washing powder or toothpaste brands if they've been so bought up and set on it from their sort of parenting it's hard to change adults because we're totally i
0: i totally agree and i and i think about that and i think about like what values i'm installing in my daughter, instilling, not installing. That's a very, that's a very oh, uh, that's telling word, isn't
2: give, it? Giving away, the the, the, the little robot man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but it does it make you paranoid about? Like it makes me go, oh shit! I really need to like do this right because what if I? Totally. What if the fact I was hung over this morning when I took her to nursery in twenty years' time that is going to bite her and she's going to have a an issue with that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
3: Though the stuff they pick up, I have to say. So I was with my kids and another kid the other day, and they and I was just listening into their conversation, and one of them was like, I want Joe Biden to win, and then the other one was, Yeah, we hate Donald Trump. And then the first one was like, No, we don't hate Donald Trump, we don't like Donald Trump. So they've obviously like picked that up from some parent Then then the third kid was like, Donald Trump lied to the Queen, and then the first one was like, No. That was Boris Johnson, and then my kid was like, "Shame on me! I don't watch the news. Shame on me! I should know this song, which I thought was a really weird. <laughs> shame, thing. On yeah, me. shame on me! I don't <laughs> oh, know. God. News. How weird is that?" And then she said, "I didn't hear it from the news. I heard it from blah blah blah's granddaddy or something like that." But they're so, you know, it's kind of the weird thing is we hate Trump and we hate Boris Johnson. But they're such caricatures that kids all seem aware of them all.
0: When I was a kid, I remember this was such a weird thing, but like, um so when I was a kid, my parents would watch um Have I Got News For You? Mm. And I'd 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 be like eight or whatever. So I wouldn't I'd be there when it was on, but I didn't understand who the people were. And it was around the time when um they'd make lots of jokes about Robert Maxwell.
3: Right, yeah, yeah.
0: And I knew that he was a baddie. Yeah. But I didn't know why. Yeah. I didn't understand. And so I used to, like, have a pathological fear of Robert Maxwell, the owner of the Daily Mirror, as an eight-year-old, <laughs> which is such a bizarre thing. And I used to have nightmares about Robert Maxwell, oh <laughs> which is such a weird thing for a kid to have.
3: <laughs> but you know what? That could have sort of helped shape you in some way, shape, or form.
0: I haven't bought the Daily Mirror since, Connie. <laughs> yeah. I won't buy
3: it. <laughs> See? I, won't say, I he just buys the so. sun now. <laughs> But you know what? One of the books trying to do the same things that I'm sort of saying in that it's got all the right values and it's kind of like so fearless fairy tales, which is one that is perfect for Christmas gifting. Oh, sorry, I'm not plugging it. I'm just telling you, it's like all the traditional fairy tales, but they're all updated for the 21st century. So it's like sleeping brainy. And she wants to be Chancellor of the Checker, but her dad, the king wants her to be a princess. And then there's like Moldy Socks and the Three Bears. And Moldy Socks has an iPad addiction. So he's got no personal hygiene. And, you know, there's the gingerbread kid whose people are being ethnically cleansed. They're being persecuted and eaten in, in fairy tale land. So he flees across the sea in a boat. Uh, to come to the UK, where he's bullied. And that happens until the school realises he's actually the most interesting kid because he has stories of cats in boots and giants up beanstalks. And there's also Trumple Stiltskin, which is also a standalone book about a funny little money-obsessed, gold-obsessed, greedy orange man. So Based
0: you know, on um, no one in particular. Yeah, no
3: one in particular at all. Um, and, you know, loads of different ones. There's uh, Cinderella and the Comfy Old Trainer, Snow White and the Aside football team, Gretel and Hansel, who aren't getting equal pay in their sweet shop. But, you know, if you want to discuss a bigger topic, um, you can. But if you just want a funny, quirky story, then you've got that as well. So it's sort of springboards. I
2: mean, I feel like you should have said spoiler alert at some point, Connie. Because... <laughs> <laughs> If someone's got this book on order, you've absolutely rinsed. Can could I, could I ask a question about this, right? Because yeah, sure. I feel about writing a kid's book. So all those ones like The Gingerbread Man and Rapunzel and stuff like that, they're obviously original stories. Can they, like, copyright claim some of it? Because you are
3: actually using some of the... How do you get around that? So, so fairy tales are so old, they're not copyrighted. <laughs> really? Is so that that's, true? That, yeah, that's oh. the way around it. So something like, you know, Trumple Stiltskin, it's 4,000 years old. Can you believe it? I mean, that's mental, isn't it? Trumple Stiltskin is 4,000 years
2: old? Yeah, oh, look, I know. Looks good for it.
3: They get changed over the ages, year to year, um, you know, decade to decade, generation to generation. So things like this, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, for instance, there's um, versions of it where she slays the wolf. There's versions where the wolf eats her. There's loads of different versions of, you know, gingerbread kid gets eaten in some, gets away Are, in your, some. are, your,
2: are your boys into these kind of stories? So they Or they, like, you try and tell these stories to them and then they're more into, like, Paw Patrol or something like that?
3: You yeah. know what? So this is the thing. My boys just love funny stories. They love humour and I love humour as well. There's a real snobbery in kids' books against humour. But like I say, they're shaping in these primary years and we want adults to have a good sense of humour because life will be better that way if everyone has a good and sophisticated sense of humour. So I think humorous books are really important and also any gateway to get kids into reading is important. And if that's slapstick or silly jokes Mm. or anarchic subversive humour, then so be it. So I was reading them the traditional ones and they weren't you know they, they they weren't as into them as say I might have been when there was less on offer when we were growing up in a four channel society yeah. in fact channel 4 started during my lifetime but there we go so basically I thought it'd be funny so, so I thought if they could do with a bit of humour, you know. Like I remember reading *Sleeping Beauty*, and there's this one bit that where I turn the page, it's so creepy. That, you know, there's Ladybird classic sort of painted pictures that they have, and there was a picture of like literally Sleeping Beauty in the forest, asleep in this glass coffin, and the prince is just sort of staring at her at her beauty or whatever. <laughs> probably thinking should I kiss her with a non central kiss but you know the point being I just thought god that's really creepy and it's a bit outdated and we need to inject a bit of humour and fun into these books.
0: So are your kids at school today presumably Connie?
3: Yes and uh, everything I do is between the hours of nine and three.
0: What does it feel like? Because so, I, I, my kids, my daughter she goes to nursery, but to have children, two children go full-time to school, did you suddenly find you had loads and loads of time on your hands?
3: Well, this is the thing. I'd been, like, pinning it up as this great benchmark where suddenly I'd have loads of time and, like, my whole life would change. And I'm such a control freak. I I want to do drop-offs and pickups because it goes so quickly. Mm. I didn't want to sort of farm it out to a nanny or whatever. Um, But actually... You know, it goes quickly, nine to three. And before lockdown, obviously, if you had to go to do something in town, I live in Ealing, so that's another sort of hour taken out of the day, just travelling, you know. So, actually, I would always fill like I'm on the clock constantly. Yeah, uh, Charlie doesn't drive as well, and our school's like half an hour away on foot, which with two young children isn't ideal. Oh, that is that. Oh,
2: is. He's, he's played a blinder there, not he?
3: I know. So you have to I do know. all the
2: driving, pick up the drop-offs. I'll get him to learn.
3: This is it. I always thought that, that yeah, when he had kids, he'd want to learn. But he has... i Have you noticed, right, when people learn to drive late in life, they're terrible drivers anyway. They are terrible or drivers. Just, you're right. It's a, like a horrible experience to go in a car with them. And, um, yeah, anyone that I know that passed their test late, they've sort of given it up because they're terrified of their own driving. So I just don't think it would happen now.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I am the only driver in in my marriage, and it does. It, that's <laughs> know, such a I weird don't phrase. I am the only
2: driver in the marriage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am the only driver, and so, and so you do end up with a situation where yesterday we went to get some framing done, and yeah. um we left one of the pictures in the house. So I, I ended up just driving across London four times yesterday.
3: Yeah. You end up just being a flipping ferry or a chauffeur. It's.
2: I don't like driving. <laughs> I find it really boring.
3: I quite like, like it? it. I
2: like switching off.
3: I like driving, but not in traffic. I have to keep moving. I'll go, like, around um, the houses to keep moving rather than yes. in traffic.
2: I will
0: overrule the sat-nav and take a really extreme scenic route the moment it gives me one of those red roads as an yeah. option.
2: Did you ever do oh. long journeys with the kids when they were little? That's quite stressful when they're babies.
3: Do you know what? Because I've got these weird lockdown docile kids, I don't know what we've done to them. My kids love what they call a road trip. Yeah, they like it. We take them on long journeys all the time and it's quite good because they don't mind.
1: Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. com. dollars shipping and handling. Subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime.
2: Are you a bit more of the sort of calming voice and the, the, like the, the sort of sensible one when it comes to the kids and health and stuff?
3: Totally. Yeah, totally. I'm literally like, oh, let them scrabble in the dirt. It will make them tougher.
2: Do, do, does it cause arguments, though, that kind of one, one parent being quite neurotic and the other?
3: Yeah, sometimes. Like if he's feeling stressed or a bit like overcautious about something, I think it annoys me. It, sorry, it annoys him when I don't share that and I'm like, oh, it'll be fine, whatever then it starts riling him because he wants me to sort of – because he, he must think, oh, well, she's an untrustworthy parent then if this is how she behaves. I don't know. So it does – I think it can rile him. But I also think I would – I'd probably go the other way. I'm more laid back. Because if we're both being neurotic, it would just be awful. It's yeah. like, I always say, like we're both quite – you know, we're not naturally really tidy people where everything has to – I'm I'm one of these people I, – I like possessions. I like books on shelves you know none of this minimalism stuff and actually i now have by default had to become the very tidy person because when you have kids you can't both be a bit messy yeah, of course. because otherwise it's chaos so it's so annoying like literally he can sit and watch tv with toys on the floor whereas i can't relax i have to they have to be out of my eyeline and away otherwise i can't do the netflix totally TV. agree yeah,
0: totally agree. Just sweet Connie Hart, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the thought yeah. of, of not tidying up when my daughter went to bed, yeah, like that's making me like,
3: yeah. that's making I mean, me edgy. Yeah, edgy, man. It's like something is soiled. It's like tarnished. It's horrible. <laughs> yes, yeah, scrub it away. No, and and so uh, by devil's advocate, I'm probably way more laid back than I would be. But I am yeah. quite laid back anyway, and I'm way more tidy now than I would be. So yeah, you have to yin and yang it, I guess.
0: Are you a creative parent? Because because and I ask this because you must have like done a lot of builds when you're on Blue Peter. Do you ever pull them out? Are you like you must have got loads of tips from Blue Peter in, in your twenties oh that you can now execute in your thirties?
3: I'm like the world's best hacker. Like, so I'm totally anti-consumerism. So I buy nothing. That's when me and Charlie are yin and yang as well. I don't have a flipping Amazon account. I don't have an Uber account, Deliveroo, nothing. So literally I mend and make do and upcycle. But I know so many hacks of like, I don't know, making a cushion cover out of a free tote bag from a book festival or whatever. I don't know, just stuff. And actually, you know, my youngest kid is so flipping creative He'll make, you know, he'll take an Amazon box and cut a hole out of it. And then, like, I remember putting this thing on Twitter actually of him lying on the floor with an Amazon box on his head where he'd cut a hole out of it and put the iPad on top so he could lie down and look up. And it was like this. IPad I thought holder. you
2: didn't have an Amazon account already. No,
3: it's saying. Charlie, right. uh-huh. has got an Amazon habit. Oh, right. So,
2: oh, okay.
3: And I, Yeah, that's where we're yin and yang. And I think, you know, (laughs) I've curtailed it to some extent, but, you know, you can't, like I say, you cannot change people when they're grown-ups and adults.
0: But we try.
3: Yeah, if you try too much, it can end in divorce. But, yeah, we do try. (laughs) I always say that I'm really analogue and Charlie's really digital. And I'd say my oldest son is digital and my youngest is analogue. Do,
2: do, uh, do, do they do any sort of after-school clubs and stuff? Any sports teams or, you know, uh, different different things like that? Or are they just in the school? You're not doing any weekend clubs of them yet?
3: Me and Charlie are both the least sporty people you will ever find. And I do remember one day when Kobe, that's our oldest, he was like, I don't know, about two or something. And we were like, oh, he's really quiet. What's he doing there in the other room? And he was sat. Look, watching a football match on TV. And me and Charlie both sort of looked at each other in horror because none of us are into football either. And like we just couldn't be, we wouldn't be asked to go to, like I don't know, it's terrible, but be like a hockey mum or a football mum, taking them to practice and all that. It's awful because really they should be into all these clubs and stuff. Um, so we've kind of, they did swimming uh, until mm. lockdown and they do Kung Fu, but that's about it. <laughs> No one was
0: expecting that as the second example. (laughs) They just do kung fu And, and, and Latin.
3: Well, that no. I'll tell you why that is because. So, like I said, they're both like they. You know, they don't even want to go to the park or anything, and like they're in their pajamas and stuff. And so, you know, we read that it's martial arts is a good thing for discipline, and like honestly, we're the most the least disciplined household you can think of. So we were like, okay, well, we should do that. But we're so lazy. This is how bad it is that the Kung Fu teacher comes to us and gives them a lesson.
0: I don't think you've ever left the house, Connie.
3: You know what? This is the thing, right? So I really like people. I'm a real people person. I do like people. But I'm also really lazy, yeah. So I've always been like all my friends are people. So you young folk or, um, you know, I'd say that people that are sort of 30s, 20s down – They're not really good at chatting on the phone as much as us old folk who used to grow up with landlines. Like all my good friends I can pick up the phone to and chat to. Like I'm chatting to you two doing this thing. This is no different from me sort of chatting to a friend on the phone. So weirdly, you know, know, because I know people like to see each other in the flesh, but often it's like, you travel, I don't know, if you're all in London and you live in different parts of London, you have to schlep to that bit of London. It takes an hour to get there. We've all got kids. We're all on the clock the whole time. Then you meet them in the, that coffee shop or wherever and you spend half the time ordering your food or whatever and then you comment on that person's coat or whatever. And it's not its not pure unadulterated conversation. You sort of have the catch up, but you don't really get deep down you know, beyond the surface. Phones are amazing you can't even see each other like a zoom, you know, so you have to chat, you can't even sort of be silent and be, you know, scrolling on an iPad or whatever. And um, I think I wondered whether lockdown would bring the renaissance of the phone call, because, you know, what with social media, and people just using phones as things to text and all that, I do think, like, people are getting, you know, they're forgetting sort of good people, people interaction. But, so although, yes, you're right, I'm lazy and we've been in lockdown wise, I would say that when like my, all my good friends, I know everything about them. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like what their status yeah. is saying on social, I'm not even on Facebook or anything. I don't know. I am such an old-fashioned person, I guess.
0: I I like a phone call. I'm a big fan of a long phone call.
3: Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I I think I'm an old
0: person. I think I've really i'm I'm, i put my tracksuit on. I like a long phone call, Connie. You've really you've really allowed me to turn the page into the next chapter of my life today. I
2: feel like I've visited like a grandparent at an old people's home, and this is a conversation (laughs) in the waiting room. about. you want to get them them tracksuit trousers. You know when you eat too much? I don't like driving either. When you drive when you're older, it's too hard, isn't it? I don't like people. I like phones.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what? That was one thing that attracted me to Charlie, actually, because blokes, right, It's a bloke that's good at phone conversation is quite a rare thing, and Charlie's really good at having a good conversation. with him. Women can just natter to anyone and everyone and be like, you know, always, it's always the mums that end up being friends that, you know, stuff and the dad's sort of are awkward and sort of making small talk. And if you look in men's magazines, often it's like the subjects are like football, politics, sport. And obviously I'm stereotyping, whereas women, it's often like, why does a hundred things, why that happens and why do you feel that and why why, and how? And we're always like, I, me and my friend Emily, we're always saying that we've opened too many tabs on our desktop because... We start having a conversation and we go off on a million tangents and there's all these things left hanging in the air that we need to sort of finish off. Um, but, yeah, so although I am a social recluse by some tokens, I'm also quite sociable by other tokens, if you see what you're,
0: I mean. You're, you're happily living in a kind of virtual existence where you, you live in your house and you live your life through your, your phone.
3: I am.
2: Well, what about when they get older, the kids, and they're going to want to start going to parties, and they don't just want to stay with their parents?
3: Don't get me wrong, I do go to, uh, they do go to birthday parties and stuff. They're just not in lots of clubs, apart from Kung Fu and swimming. But when I was growing up, in the olden days, folks, we I didn't go to any flipping clubs, because that, I really I. hate all these clubs. So in my world, it's not that abnormal that my kids only go to two clubs. Whereas you know well, you in say the way- go
2: to it is in their front room
3: sorry okay but they did also go to uh, something else so that's it's three before lockdown it was three it was swimming this cooking club nutritional ninjas well, okay what <laughs> was <the> it <thing laughs> <laughs> keep, you're keeping back all the mental stuff. This is amazing. Nutritional ninjas. I about that because it's been so long before lockdown. <laughs> before lockdown was like three centuries ago. I, so actually, that's three clubs in total. It's only five school days. I think I'm doing quite well. well that's good. <laughs> yeah. I think I've clawed it back on the club front. Talk with yeah. me through
0: nutritional ninjas.
3: Uh, nutritional ninjas? They they learn about food and then they do a simple you know recipe and then they come home with like a tray of I don't know flapjacks. Do, do they dress
2: it, as ninjas?
3: No, they don't. It's just they just like alliteration. Sorry, I excited you there. Oh, <laughs> I'm,
2: I, I just imagined all these little ninjas cooking.
3: Well, they do. Yeah, they cook. Well, they do high kicks and yeah, yeah party tops. No, No, not.
2: Oh, that's a shame. I'm disappointed. Now. I was well up. For, I'd go there myself. Never mind, send my kids. I'm well up for a bit of nutritional ninjas.
3: Oh. <laughs> I failed you. I'm sorry.
2: It sounds like an Alan Partridge television show idea, doesn't it? <laughs> Nutritional ninjas, the best ninjas from around the world come together and cook. I, I think of all
0: the people we've spoken to in, in six months, you sound like you're the most
2: equipped for lockdown.
3: Yeah, I could believe that.
2: Was there a moment in lockdown, though, where it was just too much and you thought, this has got to stop, when the kids were just going mad?
3: Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that happens in and out of lockdown. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we've all have moments where we think this is a bit much because the kids are going mad.
2: Rob, you always like to ask the same question. Yes, we always give the opportunity to our guests um, where if there's something that your partner does parenting-wise that really annoys you, but you've not brought it up in case it kicks off into a big argument, here's your opportunity so in case they listen back, you know, they, they could pick up on it. Is there something that Charlie does that just drives yeah. you mad that you want him to stop?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bring out all the cliché things like, you know... Feeding them copious amounts of sugar. But I will say that, so he, we, um, he read, you know, the Philippa Perry book. Yes. And then he's got this voice, like what I call his Philippa Perry voice, where, because obviously this, is so one of the sort of tips is the style is is that, you know, when they're kicking off about something, you discuss it with them by saying, now I know you're angry about such and such. And then you ask them these, like, questions. But he does it in this voice that I think is just... I hate talking to kids in any other voice other than my own, like, the sort of patronising voice. And he'll sort of go, now I know you're really angry about that, but let's look at what... And it drives me bonkers. I call it his Philippa Perry voice.
2: You want the Philippa Perry voice gone?
3: I want that voice gone.
2: What would you prefer? A different, just his voice, or could he do an accent?
3: No, oh, I like his voice.
2: All right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> As a
0: Jolty,
3: I can do a Liverpudlian accent.
0: Well, I, I, the, I think the way to end, I, the way to end would be for you to uh, plug your book in a Liverpudlian accent, Connie. Yeah.
3: Okay, um, all right. feels Fairy Tales is like out now, and it's really good. So just go and buy it, like.
2: <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. <laughs> That was very good, actually. Oh, that was really authentic. I thought you was going to go a bit more caricature.
3: Years of watching Brucey, can you both do them? Can you do an accent? Can you both? I
0: can't do any. I can't do any accents, and it makes me edgy to try and do accents (laughs) because I'm so bad at it. And I and I also I know in my heart that it would make my stand up probably twenty five percent better if I could do accents, but I can't do. Like even the thought of trying to comprehend doing that Liverpool accent. Makes yeah, me laugh. Like... that's
2: because you, you've got to go for it, Josh. You've just got to throw yourself into it, and it. For Liverpool, greatest city in the world.
3: Liverpool, Stevie Gerrard. Liverpool, Stevie Gerrard.
0: So, so how's <laughs> that?
3: Like taking the plunge. You've got to take the plunge and believe in yourself. Like <laughs> <laughs> you've got to have the confidence. Yeah. And The, the problem is, 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 when you start off, you it, it's the diving off the edge, isn't it? Yeah. You're too yeah. Busy sort of. All doing. right.
0: Give me a phrase. Give me a phrase. What yeah. phrase should I do? Stevie Gerrard, the greatest player Liverpool ever had.
3: Stevie Gerrard, the greatest player Liverpool ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know my bad. It's a good went... You get rid of the H on had as well.
0: Stevie Gerrard, the greatest
2: player Liverpool ever had.
3: You, you can go on that. You've got something
2: to work with. It's good, it's good. It's so mental, though, because I've never realised you've never done an accent before. And it is insane hearing you. I think you could get a whole routine about this is how it sounds when you do it. And this is the best. If you went, I can't do it, but this is the best I've got. What do you reckon? And just did all the different oh, accents Oh, it makes like me that. edgy.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. doing that clappy thing
2: I do. I don't know if you can hear my hands clapping because yeah. yeah, I'm edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Well, go and buy Connie's book. Um, it's available in all good bookstores. Trumple Stiltskin by Connie Huck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your confidence is
0: building
3: now. Let's do Geordie, Josh. Do Geordie.
0: Do Geordie. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't even comprehend how it sounds. So don't go, go, don't go, go buy the book.
3: Say Kawasaki. That's what lots of people practice. Here we
0: go. Oh, here we go. Why Ayman? Fearless Fairy Tales?
3: <laughs> no, that, your liver pudding is better, <laughs> <laughs> isn't right, that way? That's in Chinese, that's in Chinese. Chinese. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> Connie Harkins, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Connie, cheers, thank Connie. you so much, that was brilliant.
3: Cheers, cheers, cheers.
0: That was, oh my God, my cat jumped when I said that. That was.
2: <laughs> oh mid. the <Me> cat jumped.
3: <laughs>
0: Um, The cat genuinely just jumped off the sofa when I said that was. That was Connie Huck. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much to Connie. Uh, Her book is out now. Um, Rob, we haven't really got much more time.
2: I mean, Um, Connie's got a lot of energy. I don't know. That felt quite manic. I don't know if she's, I've never, I've met her a few times, but I don't know if she was on a bit of a manic election buzz as well, but a lot of coffee, but she was just like so full of beans. That's coming from me. You know, I'm a full of beans merchant. I'm up to the brim that's, with beans. That, that's you know your I mean? calling card, Rob. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely bursting at the seams with beans.
0: But you know what? We have the two things that have really uh, have really now got to happen is I've got to incorporate accents more in my day to day life. Oh my god! And also, and I I don't want to get listeners too excited. I don't want to, but in coming episodes, I will update you on whether I buy some tracksuit trousers. I can't believe you've got no
2: tracksuits, mate. It's absolutely insane. Thank you for listening. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Someone send him a tracksuit, suit fuck's sake.